Well, let's dive into the surprise of the Big 12 so far this season. That is the Kansas State Wildcats. Here to talk about them is Tim Fitzgerald of Go Power Cat. They do a great job covering the Kansas State Wildcats. Of course, I'm Pete Mundo. We are Heartland College Sports Weekly. And before we get going with Tim, just a uh, reminder, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a rating and a review. And send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo. That's M-U-N-D-O at heartlandcollegesports.com. I'll get a free Heartland College Sports koozie to keep the beer cold in the mail for you. All right, Tim, I got to be honest. You told me a couple months ago we'd be sitting here in late September, Kansas State, top 25 ranking. (laughs) I'd be very surprised. So how surprised are you by the start to this season? What's been a great start for the Wildcats thus far? Well, I think the way they came out of the gates against two teams they should beat, but looked really efficient and disciplined and uh, comfortable in the systems was a little bit surprising. I mean, anytime you've got new systems, you expect some mistakes and some struggles with it. And they just really handled a fairly good Nichols team and from the FCS level and then a not fairly good Bowling Green team. I guess that's a nice way to put it. Uh and, but they just manhandled them both. And they looked really good with their running game. And they didn't have to do much on defense because they only played, I think, a you know, combined of 84 snaps in the two games. But uh, everything seemed fine. And then they went to Mississippi State. And you're kind of like, well, this is bonus. I mean, if they can win this somehow, <clears throat> they'll be good. And it's almost a positive that they played so poorly in some areas of the game. All 24 Mississippi State's points came off of K-State miscues and they won they still found a way to won at an sec program a team that turned around and then beat kentucky this week so i think there's some real positives some reasons to feel good about k-state football but there's a lot more to learn about this team and certainly so we can in stillwater we'll sort some of that out you know tim i've been uh talking about this on the show throughout the off season and during the season that it just seems to me and uh, that skylar thompson i mean it really has become a bromance and a man crush when you talk about his relationship with coach Kleiman. and it's extra obvious to me when you look at um his apparent dissatisfaction at times with last year's coaching staff how evident has that been to you am i overstating that and more importantly how big of a deal has that been for the program's early success this season well it was obvious to us at the time and i think it's clear if it hadn't been chris Kleiman or someone else favorable to skylar thompson being hired or if Coach Snyder has been back. He was going to leave Manhattan, and he didn't really want to do that. This is where he wants to play football, but he was unhappy in that system. He was unhappy with how he was being handled by the previous coaching staff uh, and how they kind of projected a quarterback controversy between him and Alex Delton. Well, we're we're kind of now seeing that it was clear that Skyler was the better of the two, but uh, he was never allowed to be the better. Every time he made a mistake, he came out. Um, and he didn't flourish in that. He struggled with that. You know, sometimes guys really dig in with competition, but I think he felt like the competition was manufactured and uh, was to his detriment. Uh, now that he's free of that, he's he's been put in charge of the offense by Chris Kleiman, given a lot of uh, you know empowerment to lead this team, and he's doing it. He's he's been really really efficient. And I don't know about after this weekend, but he was leading the nation in Q, QB rating. So it's, it's 
and uh, it's been impressive. You know, he's a different guy off the field too. It's really fun to talk to. That's awesome, Tim Fitzgerald, Go Powercatch, joining us here on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Always great to have him on the air and uh, talk some Wildcats. So, Tim, how how much of this um, early season are you putting on coaching versus you know some more veteran players, offense, defense? Is there one thing in particular? I mean, the staff is the obvious one, but is there one? on-field element in particular that has been vastly improved in your opinion that you know has kind of caught people off guard well this staff benefited from the fact that they had veterans you know senior laden offensive line experience on the defensive line and a quarterback with experience it's a good place to start but what they didn't have was a single scholarship running back in the program when they took over so they really reinvented that position they, they took a pair of graduate transfers uh, James Gilbert from Ball State, Jordan Brown from North Carolina. They've been very good. They in- inherited Harry Trotter, a walk-on transfer from Louisville, who sat out last season at K-State, and uh, he quickly proved himself scholarship-worthy. And those three guys have been workhorses. I mean, they really have been a running back by committee with Gilbert kind of sitting at the head of the table, but that could change as the season goes on. And they went out and recruited four high school running backs, two of whom have already played this year, and they really liked the entire group of running backs. So uh, they had to have running backs. If you watch K-State play, it's a running system, and they need some guys that could function with this offensive line, and these guys have really done that. But James Gilbert you know, came out of the gates with two 100-yard games, and then Mississippi State held him under 100, but he had 17 carries and really was the guy that they trusted to be in there in crunch time. So that's been fascinating to watch how they really did reinvent the running back spot. Tim Fitzgerald is our guest. He is here on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. All right, Tim, so let's discuss the fan base reaction. Obviously, uh, they tried this once before, letting Bill Snyder uh, retire, and then, of course, bringing in Ron Prince didn't work out. Here's Chris Kleiman. Some concern maybe amongst uh, a portion of the fan base once again. Things are working out pretty darn well so far. So what's that reaction been like on the fan base's end to what is a new head coach, which history tells Kansas State fans over the past 30 years, if the guy's not named Bill Snyder, it's not going to work out too well? Well, I mean, of course, at 3-0, and people are overjoyed. And even the people who thought Coach Snyder should get to stay until he didn't want to be here anymore, which, you know, who knows how long that would have been, are kind of going along now saying, well, I see what, you know, the difference is. And really, in all honesty, people kind of felt like for at least a couple of years that you know going to football games was an obligation to you know honor Coach Snyder, but the enjoyment really wasn't the same. The team didn't look as good; they weren't as well coached; they didn't have as much talent. They they felt like that, and uh, there was kind of the program was slowly slipping downward, you know, from seven wins to six to five, and it was clear what trajectory they were on. Uh, so to see the team run out of the gate with at not just at three and zero, but to look good in doing so, and and to play a fun brand of football has really rejuvenated this fan base. Hey guys, it's Pete Mundo, and as we get going with conference play here in the Big Twelve, we're going to be placing all our bets with MyBookie.ag. And I hope you will as well. I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the absolute best. They've got the latest lines for the Big 12. And you can even continue to bet as the game goes on with in-game live betting. That's pretty cool. 
I'm going to be trying it this season. So if you join my bookie now, you'll double your first deposit with the promo code BIG12. That's BIG12 to activate the offer at mybookie.ag. You can't beat it. They'll double that first deposit with a minimum deposit of $45, maximum deposit of $1,000. And you can try that parlay. I always give it a shot. Got to be honest, doesn't end up too well. But it's fun, and that's what this is about. So check it out, mybookie.ag, promo code BIG12, that's BIG12, for a 100% sign-up bonus, mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. You know, Tim, this game on ESPN Plus is getting a lot of attention. Obviously, uh, you know, fans that kind of don't want to change with the times. I hate to put it that way, but that's what it feels like or upset by this. You know, you run a and are in charge of a digital uh, media platform Things are always changing in this business, in our business. I'm not too caught up in it because we knew this was coming, right? We knew it was happening this way. What do you make of the ESPN Plus controversy for this Oklahoma State game this weekend and, you know, what fans need to come to realize? I think part one of it is I don't think we realized that they'd be throwing significant conference games on on that and streaming service quite yet. Uh, we knew it was coming with some basketball, but we also didn't expect them in case they had six conference games on the stream. And, uh, you know, in addition to their non-conference games, that'll be there. So I have about a dozen games or so on ESPN plus. I think that caught people off guard. They knew at least one game and some basketball would be on there, but this has been a little more radical than what they expected. So some people thought they could kick this ball down the road another year or so. Uh, and they can't, they have to figure it out right now. And it's just something new. I remember when we first started, you know, doing streaming stuff in our house, and we really had to, you know, kind of adjust our way of thinking to what uh, the stream's about and getting, you know, getting up to speed. And I hadn't signed up for ESPN Plus until just, you know, right before that first game. And, man, I watched KU on it this weekend. It, it just really works well. And we don't even have that good a connection at our house. And it's, mm-hmm. it was, uh, you know, once it locked in, it was really at 1080p. So. Uh, we're going to do some stuff at Go Powercat. Try to you know talk some talk people through there. Uh, we have been, but really do some written content to usher them through the process of getting hooked up. Heck, my 84 year old mother got hooked up this weekend, so she's ready to watch the game on ESPN Plus. <laughs> there you go. I got faith in Wildcat Nation figuring this whole thing yep. out. No doubt about it. Tim Fitzgerald, Go Powercat is joining us. So, Tim, you know, this team's got a top 25 ranking outside of OU in Texas, the only team in the conference that is ranked. I'm sure that will fluctuate over the next six weeks. But uh, what is now the new ceiling for this team this year in your eyes? Well, who knows? Because I can't get a grasp on the conference. You know, you you look at that Texas Oklahoma state game and you wonder if Oklahoma state was really good hanging out with Texas or if Texas just wasn't as good as advertised and let Oklahoma state hang around. So it's kind of hard to get a grasp on uh, exactly how good those teams are. And I guess we're going to find out as far as Oklahoma state goes this weekend in Stillwater. Uh, But it's clear that Iowa state has come back to the pack a little bit. TCU is obviously struggling. I think Baylor is, right around where we expected them to be, although that was not a very impressive performance at Rice. Uh, so I think the middle of this conference is a little bit softer than what we expected, and that's something K-State can really take advantage of. Mm-hmm. Now, can they win all the you know, 50-50 games, you want to call it that, and that essentially be outside of Oklahoma and when they go to Texas? Uh, they're certainly capable of that. I think that's an awful lot to ask because that would be a 10-2 and season. But I do think that, uh, the season that I expected to go six and six now 
uh, could well end up in more of the eight win range. And uh, but like I said, they're zero and zero in the conference, and we really have to see what they do at Oklahoma State because if they can win that game, which I think is the third toughest game behind Texas and Oklahoma in the conference, uh, and it's one of their four road games, if they get that out of the way with a win and then have five out of eight at home coming down the stretch, I think K State's in pretty good shape going, you know going through the rest of the conference. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Tim, as, as you look at the Big 12, I mean, it still feels to me like it's OU at the top. Um, Texas appears to have closed that gap even further. And then you mentioned the drop-off to the middle of the pack in the Big 12. So you, you think about K-State's in that group now and some of the teams that you've mentioned. Do you think this year is going to shape up to be a, a positive season for the Big 12 Conference, or is it going to be looked at at, hey, the conference has OU, and yeah, Texas is there as well, and then there's kind of everybody else? I think Oklahoma's in a real uh, predicament right now. Um because even beating Texas will be devalued because they've already lost an SEC team in Austin, and there's not many uh, high-value wins left on the schedule for them. And right now they're outside the playoffs looking in. Now, granted, the SEC will start knocking each other off at some point, but I think we can all agree that Clemson, Georgia, and Alabama look the part right now. Mm-hmm, they look mm-hmm. like teams that will you know, deserve to be in three or four slots. It's a long season. People lose games they don't expect to lose, and, uh, we could have a number of uh, undefeated or you know teams with one loss just in championship games going into that fourteen playoff. And uh, I think if Oklahoma gets left out, it's going to look really bad for the conference. But the conference has got to help the Sooners a little bit uh, and you know kind of show out better. But I'm afraid they're just going to devour each other once they get into conference play. And Oklahoma will really have problems claiming wins of value. So, Tim, I want to ask you, as someone that's been around the sport a long time, do you think you mentioned three of those four spots? I hate to say it in September, feel like they're locked up, things can change. Uh, but, but is that good for the sport of college football that it seems like we have Alabama Clemson again at the top, throw in Georgia, and we're talking about this fourth spot? Is that good or bad for the sport? Well, it's, I think, been an interesting function of social media. All these top players, you know, can stay in contact so much easier. They meet each other at camp, but they really can't interact with each other on a more normal basis. And they kind of gang up and go to the same schools. And we've really got a little separation here between the top and the rest of the, the pack. I, I do think it would be really nice to go to eight teams. So every conference champion for the Power Fives are, are in and, you know, maybe the best uh, of the other conferences. You know, can get in if they read certain standards, um, so that we can kind of sort it out a little bit better. I'm 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 growing increasingly uncomfortable with the SEC's four non-conference games in the realm in which other program or other conferences are playing nine. I, I'm I'm getting really uncomfortable with the fact that uh, they go through quite often a very easy non-conference schedule. And then get into November when things should be really games should be counting more, and then play another one. Yeah. Um, I, I think the media isn't properly, or the voters or the committee aren't properly devaluing conference schedules based on the fact some teams play eight, you know, power five games in their conference, and some play nine. And if you're West Virginia, you end up with eleven power five games on your schedule. Some teams are just playing a much harder schedule. Uh, and if you're playing more power fives, you should be rewarded for it. And, and I think the SEC is getting rewarded for not doing it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's time to try to put some more equity in how this is done. Could not agree with you more, Tim Fitzgerald. Tim, last thing for you here. Uh, this game this weekend, I think it's going to be a great test to see who's going to be that team that, that may have the best chance to challenge the top of the Big 12 this season. Oklahoma State, Kansas State. What does this game con- come down to, in your opinion? We're really running games, uh, and I think if K-State wants to run the ball, and of course Oklahoma State's got a really special running back, although they're working them into the ground. And, you know, it, how the other team can manage the opposition's running games. K-State does things a little bit differently than anyone else in the conference. It's not really a straightforward running game. It kind of throws back to an older version of football. It's a really fun version of football, but uh, they will come at you with a bunch of different shifts and different looks and and get into plays that are really hard to uh, schematically stay in your position without having pre-snap mistakes by a defense. So it's really going to come down to stopping those running games. Whoever gets that running game going, it's going to be at a huge advantage Saturday night in Stillwater. He's Tim Fitzgerald. Check him out at Go Power Cat. They do a great job covering Kansas State top to bottom. Highly recommended. Tim, thank you so much, as always, for a few minutes of your time. Really appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, my friend. He's Tim Fitzgerald. Go Power Cat. Check him out. Great job on K-State. Well, once again, please leave us that rating, review, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Helps us out enormously, enormously. And we'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail if you send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo. That's M-U-N-D-O at heartlandcollegesports.com. Thanks so much, guys. A lot more content to come in the next few days. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon.